Hello again, welcome. This is the Brattlecast, a very popular podcast about books, old, rare, and out of print, about collecting, about appraisals, about people who buy, sell, and swap books. And uh, sometimes we put books on movie sets. Sometimes we talk about specific issues. But Ken Gloss, the proprietor of the of the Brattle, is here. And uh, here's a question from somebody who listens to the podcast. And we have talked about this before, but it's certainly worth revisiting. Do you do appraisals? And the answer, of course, is yes, but I think you might want to explain the process and how that works for listeners. Well, I think one of the main things that comes up when someone asks, do you appraise books or do you do appraisals? <clears throat> the first thing we ask is there's a big difference between a very formal appraisal that you're writing out for the internal revenue for an insurance company, as opposed to just giving somebody a general idea of value. So one of the first questions we ask when people say, do you do appraisals is, what's the purpose of the appraisal? Why do you want to know? And, you know, it seems <clears throat> it seems like it should be, you know, straightforward. But a lot of people go, oh, well, we want to sell the books. Well, in that case, you really don't need an appraisal. You're looking for someone to come in, look at what they are, give you an offer, and you don't charge for that. Uh, now, you can sometimes have two or three people come in, uh, you know, and you'll get a pretty good idea of what your books are worth. Um, and then people will say, well, gee, uh, we have books, and but if we bring them to somebody for to get a value or appraisal, how do we know we're getting a straight answer, especially if you're buying, uh, <clears throat> if you're buying the books? And, you know, what? Obviously, our reputation is is there. Uh, but what I can tell people many times is, look, send us in pictures. We'll look at all those pictures and we'll say, if you want to double check things, the third one from the right on the second shelf down, look at that one, look at this one, and we can narrow it down for them. Or if they have a list of books, we can say, look up that one, that one, that one, and that one. And it can save hours and hours of work for somebody, but they're really not looking for us to write things down. So we do hundreds of free appraisals. Matter of fact, my goal is that whenever you think of an old book, you think of me in the Brattle Bookshop. I don't care if you think of 10 others, but one of the ways I we feel we can do that is myself and the people I work with is by giving out as much free information as reasonable. Mm. And you know, that's and we do that now. There are times when people call and they say, for estate purposes, for whatever other reason, insurance is probably one of them, we need a formal written appraisal. And normally our, our answer to that is, tell us what you have. And it's very interesting because a lot of the first answer to a question of, tell us what you have is, oh, we have a lot of books. Okay, what kind of books? We have fiction and nonfiction. Hmm. And, you know, it's a typical answer. We know it, but you sort of say to yourself, well, gee, fiction and nonfiction is everything. So one of the best ways for people to start on an appraisal would be, first of all, has anyone done an appraisal in the past? If you have it all done and written out, fine. One of my first questions I, I always ask, well, who did the appraisal? Because many times I know enough people in the business now, and I've known them for years, that just by hearing who did the appraisal, I can almost tell you it's going to be high, it's going to mm -hmm. be low, 
it's going to be perfectly accurate, or there's probably nothing in it that's right. Uh, and uh, so that's one of the questions we ask. But the other thing that we do many times is we'll say, look, if you're interested in selling these books, what we'll do is we'll happily come over, we'll come and we'll give you an offer, or we'll give you a, a, go through it and give you a good idea of what it's worth. But we don't want to do the formal appraisal. And one of the reasons for that is whoever does a formal paid written appraisal charges for it, and they should not have anything to do with being the buyer. Because obviously, if you're the appraiser and the buyer at the same time, there's a conflict of interest. Yes. So what we'll tell people is this is the person you want to appraise it, to do it formally. And then if you want to sell it, call us in. So sometimes we'll give out loads of information, but we try to step back a, a bit. Ken, the, the, first of all, that's not surprising that ethically you're above board as you always are, but how important would it be for someone to do their due diligence and homework and at least list what they have, catalog in their own mind or on paper what they have? Because you said fiction and nonfiction doesn't help, but if you said, I've got six <laughs> books by Melville, I've got uh, six Stephen Kings, and I've got a whole collection of nonfiction business books. Is that important for you going forward? Well, what I always tell people is another reason that people uh, want an appraisal is a lot of times for insurance. Mm -hmm. And my first question to a person who calls, say, well, we want to see whether the books should be insured or whether we're going to insure them. The first thing I say is talk to your insurance agent. Find out what they want. Say to them, if something happened to the books or actually anything else in your house, how would I make it easy for you to pay me? Because a lot of people, when you think about it, if something does happen, the insurance company is going to send someone down. And in many cases, if it's a good insurance company, they actually want to pay you. They want to give you a fair value, but they have to know what it was. They have to know how it so I said, look at it as if you're that insurance adjuster coming in, you pay off a big claim, he goes back or she goes back to her or boss, and they say, well, why did you pay that big claim? And the person has provided them with all the data, everything they needed, and they go, oh, okay, I'm happy you paid it. And on the other hand, if there's no data, no nothing, it's a lot harder. Mm. So uh, when you're talking about cataloging, what I tell people now if you have extremely rare, extremely high price books, keep all the sales receipts, keep everything you can, and keep a copy somewhere other than in your house. Uh, because obviously, if you have a fire, you don't want all your documentation. But the other thing that I tell people, if it's a general library, or even if you think it's a rare library, the best and the easiest thing is take pictures of the shelves, take photographs or a video of the shelves and then keep a copy of that somewhere else. Because quite honestly, it's quicker, it's easier. Uh, and then whoever's looking at it can see the condition of the books. We can tell huge amounts about it. So a list is always good, but they're time consuming, they're hard to keep up. But pictures 
Okay. Simple, easy, and you can see the condition. I, I think our listeners would also like to know just a range in terms of a formal appraisal. What what are we talking about? And I know it's a range. It's not one set price. Generally, if you're doing a really formal appraisal, you're usually talking, and, and you should always be talking about paying an hourly, mm-hmm. not paying a percentage of what the the books are worth. Usually, it's somewhere between about a hundred and three hundred dollars an hour. It's just like if you go to a lawyer. Yeah, no, I understand. Good. I think that's important to uh, to get. So the the message here is people should not be uh, skittish about approaching you and coming to you for advice on this or because you you say you offer so much free information, it benefits all parties. Well, Well, what I also tell people is if you if you want to need an appraisal, why don't you take pictures of all your shelves, all the books, whatever information you have, get it all to us. And for no obligation, we'll look at it and tell you whether you we think you need an appraisal. In other words, I can look at a wall of books and say, well, you know, that's worth a few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars. Most homeowner policies, if you're talking in that range, you don't need an appraisal. Just keep the data. On the other hand, if I look at it and I say, wait a minute, there's a first edition of looking of Moby Dick, and then there's one of, uh, you know, a shake, early Shakespeare. Well, then then you can say, okay, it's worth coming over and really looking at your collection. And quite honestly, if it's a really good collection, and it's especially if it's within an hour or so of the Boston area or more, a lot of times I like going over and, and just say, I'd like to see it. I, I like to... Uh, see what it is, see what the person collected, meet them or meet their parents. And what usually I suggest with people when they're doing that is the initial visit I always do for free. In other words, I'll go out, I'll look at everything or I'll look at the pictures and I'll say, you know, this looks like a collection that's going to be appraised at $2,000, if if you need a formal appraisal done, it's probably going to be the appraisal will end up at about this amount. The appraisal fee will end up at about this amount. If you want us to do it, we'll do it. If you don't want us to do it, you've got that information to start with. Uh, and the last thing I want to do is um, do an appraisal and then have somebody not happy at, at the end. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, one of the things that that comes in occasionally with lawyers and trust departments, uh, someone's died. The books are a part of the estate. They need an appraisal. I look at the books and I say, wait a minute. These books aren't of any value particularly at all. And that uh, they say, we need it written. We need it formally done. And the appraisal costs more than the books are worth. <laughs> right. You know, you might be charging two, three, four hundred dollars for a formal appraisal. And I dislike when that situation comes up. Uh, but when it does, I make absolutely sure that the person understands why, what mm. and, and what's going on and that they need it. And usually it's a law office or a business office. But there are other there's one situation that I really dislike on appraisals, and uh, I will avoid them if I possibly can, and that's divorces, because, boy, mm-hmm. that can get contentious. I mean, really contentious. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, I could just see a, a couple splitting a book in half, ripping it apart, <laughs> being well, facetious. I have actually, I have actually gone to houses where there've been either family members uh, that don't get along or don't like it, and there'll be a, sh a shelf and another shelf next to it, and half a set of Thoreau will be on this side of the shelf, and the other half will be on that side. But they were doing it by shelves, and both sides would die before they'd allow that one to have this and the other mm. one to have another. Another time I got called in to do an appraisal, and this was actually interesting. And I, I had fun with it because the books were really great, but the, there was an estate and the family were gonna split up the books in the estate. I imagine they were doing this with all the property, but one of the people who were gonna inherit wanted me to go through the library with him in advance because they were gonna go, they were going to toss a coin and then you got to pick first and then the next person and then back and forth. But they wanted to know which ones to pick. Uh, I w would think that that's a clever strategy, <laughs> depending it's on heads strategy. or tails. Yeah. It's a clever strategy until you find out that the other person picking was his twin brother. Ah, gets. <laughs> he, he was trying to get this big, huge advantage that I can imagine. And they were probably in their 50s or 60s. And I can imagine what growing up with, with each other. Cain and Abel had nothing on them. In my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is fascinating. I mean, the stories abound. And the most important thing is, is letting people know how accessible you are. And you certainly are. And the staff does a great job with these as well, Ken. And some of the things, too, when you get called in by museums or so on to do appraisals because they need to know people. You just run across the most amazing material. I recently uh, got called in and uh, there was documents of Thomas Jefferson and mm. things signed by John Hancock. And, you know, I was basically willing to do the appraisal for free just to say, I touched this and I touched that and I got to hold this. And John Hancock held this. And so there's also that aspect to it, too. And uh, it can it can be a, it can be a lot of fun. The one last thing though that I want to say about appraising, and this is almost more giving values. When I do it a lot at libraries and historical societies, and hopefully I'll be able to do it live again. I do them by mm. Zoom now. But so many people come in, and I look quickly, and I go, "Oh, it's not of any particular value. It's a few dollars." Well, you try to say it nicely. It might be of sentimental value, but it isn't of real major value. And you'd expect so many disappointed people. I would say 80% of those people go, great, wonderful. We're so thrilled. Now we can, we don't have to worry about it anymore. We, we can give it to the grandchildren. We can, we can read it. Uh, Imagine and, and that. I, Imagine that they free. can read it. It's that's, freeing. Oh, that's so great. When you go and you give appraisals that aren't valuable, it's not at all unusual that you've made people very, very happy. There's value in almost everything you do, my friend. Ken Gloss, if you'd like to connect with Ken and the store, you can go to brattlebookshop.com. Don't forget to download and subscribe to the podcast, as so many more are doing every single week. And uh, we thank you. I would appraise this podcast as A1. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. And it's always fun to do. And send in your questions. Thank you. <laughs>